Alright everybody, we're back with another episode of Past Player Purchase. This is your host Kevin. And this is Leanne. As always, thanks for listening. So today we're going to get into Long Shot the Dice Game. Uh, this is a roll and write game from Perplexed, and it's designed by Chris Handy. Uh, I thought it was interesting that he wasn't prominently featured in the credits, uh, wasn't like in the front uh, or the back of the box. So yeah, you have to uh, dig into the rule book uh, to find yeah Chris Handy's name, but definitely kudos to him. So in this game, you and up to seven other players will compete in a horse betting game to have the most money by the time three horses cross the finish line. Uh, it's estimated to last 25 minutes, which to me, I mean, I think that's a little bit on the short side. You know, again, maybe our group takes a while, but I mean, I think definitely if you're going at least, I'd say more than four players, I don't. I just don't think there's enough time in 25 minutes hmm. uh, for each player, right? Take their actions. Uh, and then, of course, there's a, a lot of things that can happen in between the race, uh, which Leanne will cover later. But on that note, uh, yeah, this game came out just kind of recently. It was this year, listed for about $30, although prices seem to vary kind of widely. So definitely feel free to check around. Uh, there's a lot of different choices to be made in this game. And it is a push your luck, although, as they say, you know, sometimes you have to take the long shot to win. Yes, that is the theme. Yep. Long shot. All right. And with that in mind, we'll turn things over to Leanne for the mechanics. Long shot the dice game is a literal horse race in board game form. There are eight horse meeples that move around the racetrack on the central board. Each player has a player mat that they use to keep track of their bets on the different horses. And everyone starts with $12. Throughout the game, you write on your player mat with a dry erase marker to update your bets, your money in hand, and other aspects of the game. As Kevin mentioned, the game continues until three horse meeples have crossed the finish line, first, second, third place, and the winner is the player with the most money at the end of the game. On every round, the starting player rolls two dice. So one is an eight-sided die with one side for each horse, and the other is a six-sided die that tells you whether the horse that is rolled moves forward one, two, or three spaces. For example, the die roll might tell you to move horse number six forward two spaces. In addition, each horse also affects one or more other horses. So next to the central racetrack board, there are eight horse cards that tell you which horses get to move forward one space every time that horse moves. So for example, the card for horse number six might indicate, and this is totally made up, it might indicate that every time horse number six moves, maybe horses number three and horse number eight also each move forward one space. And this creates the race feeling to the game and it's very important. After the die roll is resolved, every player gets to take one action, beginning with the starting player. And here are the various things that you can do. So option number one, you can buy the horse that was rolled by paying the cost of the horse in the top right of the horse card. So everyone starts off not owning any horses, but this is one thing you can do is buy horses throughout the game. And this can be advantageous because if your horse finishes in first, second, or third place, you get the purse. Each horse also confers a special benefit or ability which is written out on their horse card. So once you buy the horse, you get to use their ability. And the game comes with several variations of each horse for more replayability. 
Second option for actions is you can bet up to $3 on the horse that was rolled. If you already have a bet on the horse, you can add up to three more dollars to that bet. Third option, you can put a jersey on the horse that was rolled. And this means that on that horse's card, you can mark any unmarked horse, so in future turns, that horse will also move forward on the die roll. So for example, to go back to our sample scenario, you might choose to mark horse number one on the card for horse number six, so that in the future, every time horse number six moves forward on a die roll, horse number one will also get to move forward one space. Option number four for your action, you can put a helmet on the horse that was rolled. And this allows you to still bet on the horse in the final one-fourth of the racetrack. So at that point of the track, the horses cross over a no-bet line, and the only way to still bet on horses past that line is to have put a helmet on them. And last but not least, you can visit the concession, which is, you know, like a small bingo card in the top left of your player mat. And there are circles for each horse. Each horse is represented twice. When you choose to take the concession action, you mark off the horse that was rolled. During the game, whenever you complete either a row or a column, you can take a one-time bonus, like gaining $7, moving a horse forward three spaces, moving a horse backward three spaces, making a free $3 bet on a horse, buying a horse for free, etc. After everyone takes their action, the starting player passes to the left, the new player rolls the die, and the game continues. And you just keep going, and that's long shot the dice game. Perfect. And uh, just a kind of quick note too. So there is an asymmetric start. So everybody um, yeah, has their own kind of uh, starting card, if you will, that you get. And it tells you what to mark off uh, in the concession slash bingo card area, as well as what starting bets you get to have. To, kind of free start. starting bets. Yeah. You get two horses that you've placed bets on that you still start with $12 at the start of the game. Yep. So yeah, it just kind of helps... Uh, keep everything a little bit interesting at the beginning, right? There's uh, some different incentives to start off with. But that being said, we'll go ahead and get into our notes. So um, yeah, on my side with the positive notes, I, I'll actually start with the artwork uh, in this case. So it was kind of neat for me. It reminded me of the cartoons from the Hanson Barbera uh, times, like the different I guess, what was that, like the Flintstones, um, the Jetsons? Hanna-Barbera, Flintstones, Jetsons, Tom and Jerry, mm -hmm. Looney Tunes, like that kind of era? Well, I think more specifically, like the Hanson-Barbera stuff. Oh. So, yeah, there, there's just something about like the kind of angular artwork, the colors. I don't know what it is. The shading, I, I don't know. But yeah, it just seemed kind of neat. I like it. It was a little, um, yeah, reminiscent there. All those times it's fun it's it's a little bit um different right especially nowadays it, it's not gravitating towards something that's um overly realistic in appearance um nor is it like a i guess what anime or or um how would i even phrase that like a i guess modern cell shaded cartoon style there's mm -hmm. nothing like that it's just kind of to me that classic uh, feel to it so I'm I don't know it's not for everybody I'm sure but I liked it so mm. it's in my positive notes there uh, but aside from that it is a fun colorful game which I think does match the theme it is meant to be kind of a more light-hearted game not uh, it's not a heavy weight it's it's a nice medium game bringing that back over here all right yep and yeah it just again makes it fun it feels more kid-friendly I guess if you can ignore the gambling aspect 
I to mean, the game? You might want your children to learn how to bet on a horse. I, I on a know. horse race? Hmm. <laughs> that's that's a totally separate discussion that、uh, we we won't be covering in the episode. But yeah, it, I mean, again, it's just it's fun. I do like, you know, again, I'm sure people have heard this repeatedly in our episodes. I like that it's a relatively small box. Especially because it can accommodate up to eight players with what I think is a reasonably fun time.、Uh, when I say small box, I mean it's about、uh, what maybe a little bit smaller than the fort box, like the letter jam box.、Um, it's smaller than a villainous expansion. There you go. Yeah, so those are hopefully some good references for you. Relatively compact for yeah up to eight players for a medium weight. So I think maybe the last one would be Citadel. It's a little bit bigger than a Citadel's. Box, I think I don't know. People can bust out their measuring tape, but yeah, I mean, definitely a lot of nice things there. On a side note, though, I'm a little bit、uh, worried that the packaging is tight, given that there will be some、uh, expansions with different horses, right? More horses to be available coming、oh, soon. Expansions coming? Oh my! Yep, I gotta have more horses. It's all about that horsepower. So yeah, onto the words of caution, though. So. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the fun is derived from these different horses and their <clears throat> horsepower. And so, while the box does have, I would say, what sufficient variety to start with, I think over time, I don't know how much staying power the game has. I mean, once you enjoy it enough times, and and obviously, what that means will will vary from gaming group to gaming group. But I'm thinking after what maybe ten. Fifteen times, let's call it, to be a little generous. I feel like you would have just seen basically the combinations, really the feel of the game.、Uh, so yeah, definitely, definitely needs that variety, which is again hopefully coming soon. Aside from that,、uh, obviously a lot of the excitement is derived in、uh, trying to play the long shot, right? See those horses like number seven and eight, where the odds really are not in their favor, but there's a possible big payout. Uh, would have loved to see where there's some mechanics, or or maybe it's just the way our gaming group was playing it,、uh, but to have it be a little bit tighter. There was some excitement where like number eight was starting to get close. Yeah, it was. But there was also some disappointment. One of our games were like number eight, and I think even one of them were number seven, barely got off of the starting line, and and that just makes it feel a little bit less、uh, less fun. Sounds a little bit rude,、uh, but it it just doesn't have that same tension that I was hoping for. So hopefully that'll get balanced out as things come, and and circling back, yeah, the last part. I know this is really nitpicking, but yeah, again, the box is a pretty tight fit as it is. So once those additional horse cards come, yeah, we'll we'll see how that packaging works out. But otherwise, I mean, that's really it for me. What about for you? I really enjoyed this game. It's simple, but it's competitive, and for me, it definitely delivered as a tabletop simulation of a horse race because you see the horse meeples moving forward neck and neck. Our friends got so caught up in it that one friend actually offered to pay people real money outside of the game to allow her horse to win. So if that doesn't, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's、uh, juicing the race, right? That is how competitive this got the first time we played it. There is some decision making involved, which I like, so it's not entirely up to just the random dice rolling. Although, like most gambling situations, you really don't have control over the final outcome. It's just enough decision making, I think, to make you feel a bit vested, like you could actually influence, you know, the outcome of the game. One more thing I I like is that there are multiple paths to victory. 
So even if you don't own a horse that ends up in first, second, or third place, depending what your bets are, and depending on horses that you've helmeted and jerseyed, and maybe concession money that you got, you could still really be in the running to win this game, because it's ultimately about the money. It's not about where your horse placed. My only word of caution is it's not a heavy game, it's not a strategy game, so take it for what it is. Have fun rooting for your horse, and I think for maximum enjoyment, definitely play with a lively group that will get into the betting spirit. You have to really lean into the theme, and I think that's how you're going to get the most fun out of it. Yeah, I agree. Those are some really great notes. Uh, it's got me thinking too, maybe if we all kind of like uh, dressed up like people going off to, to bet and attend Funky the races. Hats funky hats and waving things and waving the papers yeah <laughs> yeah there we go i don't know but uh something to think about all right so we'll go ahead and get into our decision so for me this was actually a very weird one um i mean i don't personally own the game but uh, was was uh, offered the chance to borrow it so played definitely yeah a handful of times got to yeah really enjoy it so it's again it's a tough one my gut reaction was that it's a purchase. Uh, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it every time that we played it. I still wanted to keep playing it more. Um, but at the same time, too, I'm looking at this, at least with our current group, for them, it seems like it's uh, played out again. It seems a little bit, uh, a, a little bit of an exaggeration. Uh, but, but I can see where for them, it might be nearing the end of their interest. And that has me a little bit concerned because, yeah, it, it should be enjoyed in a group. Um, because it's not a heavy strategy game, really, yeah, I think you need at least four people to enjoy this. And it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So uh, I'll leave it as my gut reaction is it's a purchase. It's something I'm still thinking about buying. But at its worst, to me, it is a play, like a solid play at its worst. But what about for you? So for me, this is a purchase, 100%. It's fun, it's not too long, it works for four to eight players. This is a party game that I really like and I don't necessarily like a lot of party games, but it's right up there with Wavelength for me. Like I could totally see people having fun with this game, with Wavelength, Jackbox, I mean, those kinds of, that kind of atmosphere, I think this game really lends itself to, but it still has, it's still a tabletop game, you know, it, it, you don't need anything fancy, you don't need a lot of space, very accessible, and it's just a lot of fun to bet on things. Oh my, well, there you go, if you enjoy betting on things, I mean, I think this is definitely for you, uh, at at worst, I guess, it is a purchase and a play, but it's still kind of looking like two purchases. So, again, there you have it. It's a solid game. We encourage you to check it out. As always, though, thanks for listening. Hope to catch you on the next episode. Thank you.